elected the new president of the United States. We're joined now by the acting executive director of the Institute for Global Dialogue, IGD Pilanim Tembo. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Uh, Trump uh, saying it's time for Americans to come together. There were certainly lots of division in the build-up to this. And in fact, uh, Donald Trump himself was fermenting divisions within the United States. Uh, so the first question, I guess, is, is he up to bringing Americans together and actually making the country great again, as he's promised? Well, the thing is, the country is probably more divided today than we've seen in a very long time. And in fact, this election just crystallized this divide in U.S. politics. I don't think it's necessarily the Trump campaign that has been divisive. I think politics in the United States has been divisive, not only with uh, the ascendance of Trump. We also saw in the Obama administration, you know, how Congress um, and, um, and the Senate uh, basically reacted, you know, basically stalling every um, attempted uh, legislation that Obama would try to push. So we're talking about a very divided political system where there's basically, you know, where basically nothing is moving. And if we even looked at the, at the, at the Clinton campaign, you know, we, it, it was almost like watching um, um, two campaigns whose idea of reality was completely uh, opposite sides of the world. I mean, the Clinton campaign and, 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 and the pollsters and the political analysts and the newspapers, you know, everyone was almost um, rooting for Hillary Clinton and made it almost an impossible, uh, an impossible idea that even Trump would win. But I think what this shows is exactly the problem that uh, takes place when you brand, you know, people populists and so forth. Mm. We know that globally there is a rise in populism. We're seeing it in across Europe. We're seeing it uh, in the United States. These are trends that have been taking place. Um, but it's not enough to simply say, to simply dismiss your political opponent as a populist and then get back as though things are normal, because often when populism arises, it's often a sign that the status quo is simply not working Mm. or that the status quo is failing. So this is also an indictment of those who, who, who failed, you know, to basically see even the possibility that Trump might even uh, become president. I mean, it's almost everyone. We had the Brexit, and everyone did not expect that. But we thought that was just a a mere anomaly, and that things would just normalize in global politics. But what we're seeing now is there's a real crisis in uh, Western democracies, and the results of this election will take us to places that we do not really understand yet well, uh, where we are going. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about that because you specifically spoke about uh, divided uh, House of Representatives. Now, the, 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 everything's stacked in Trump's favor moving forward to now deliver exactly. on those uh, populist uh, policies which he's spoken about. He's got the Senate. He's got the Congress. So, so how dramatic are these shifts going to be? Or as we heard in his speech, uh, is he going to throttle back some of that populism? 
Well, I think if we've learned anything um, from the primaries, uh, from the general election, um, if we've learned anything is that Trump is going to be Trump. You know, um, uh, 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 he delivered this victory. He 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 sees, and uh, his campaign sees it as an overwhelming mandate from the American people to take his policies through. So, if you look even within the Republican Party, there were divisions within the Republican Party, and. Yes, the Republicans have emerged as um, as more powerful uh, today than they even had imagined. But it's Trump who delivered that. In fact, it's Trump who went against the Republican establishment. So Trump is going to want um, to lead, you know. Uh, 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 Trump is not someone who is going to uh, suddenly ascend, you know, into the White House and then and then pull himself back and say the politicians who he's been against within the Republican Party should take over. I mean, we, the, the reality is we really don't know what a Trump presidency will be. But what we do know, as you said, is that he has the mandate of the American people and he has the House behind him. And, he, you know, he will be able to choose also... Um, um, to, to, to basically choose uh, a judge for the highest court of, 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 of the law. So everything looks to be aligning in a, in, a, in a manner that empowers Trump to carry through whatever agenda that he has. Economic uh, policy uh, domestically is going to be interesting to see how that shapes up. That's going to affect all of us one way or the other, whether there's protectionism or the like. But uh, let's talk specifically about uh, foreign policy because there have been mixed reaction around the globe uh, to uh, Trump being uh, elected as president. Uh, Some Muslims are saying it's going to increase uh, polarization and difficulties between uh, groups. Uh, The Russian president, of course, has offered his congratulations. Are we seriously going to see a, a, a really big thawing of relations between Russia and the United States? And uh, how big of an impact that is that going to have? Well, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a big opportunity. I think for for the United States and and Russia to actually work together on some of these common problems. The reality is that, irrespective of who occupies the White House, in order to solve some of the key um, problems that we see in the world, um, a great example, Syria. In order to solve that problem, you need Russia and the United States to work together. You absolutely need that to happen. Without that, we are simply on all of these conflicts that we're seeing throughout the world. So the idea of the United States working closer with Russia for me, it doesn't frighten me. In fact, um, there are opportunities in that sense. I mean, we, 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 we've also seen, you know, Trump criticizing uh, Clinton's foreign policies and that. And the reality is that um, we might actually, you know, we might actually see a United States that does actually some restraint when it comes to foreign policy because Trump will be under a lot of pressure, I think, to do what he's been saying uh, at home, which is to 
make America great again and to address domestic problems. The reason that Trump is in the White House is not because of foreign policy issues. It is because there are serious socioeconomic problems within the United States. And it is true that certain free trade agreements have hurt the American working class. And and a lot of them have actually gotten behind um, the Trump administration. So very interesting time in terms of global politics. And I think, of course, it, 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 it makes sense to now try to assess um, what future dire- direction uh, American foreign policy will take. But the reality is Trump has to exercise foreign policy in a multipolar world order. That means American supremacy is not enough anymore. The United States, irrespective of who is president, cannot get its way unilaterally. It has to work with Russia. It has to work with China. And a failure to do that, um, we've seen what consequences that has on millions across the world. Thank you very much to Pilani Tembu, who's uh, acting executive director at the Institute for Global Dialogue. Uh, some reaction to the election of uh, Donald Trump as the next uh, president of the United States. So 29 to 1 headlines now with Utsila Saku. Thank you, Stephen. Good afternoon.